Hello, everyone. Welcome. I was just saying I ate a lot of beef jerky before I got here, and the salt gets to you. I could use a nice big jug of coconut water. Malik and I were just having that conversation. Coconut water is the best. Anyone at home love it? You know I love the jerky. You know I love the jerky. I got like 20 bags of jerky, and they were like, you sure? They called me up, actually, and said, you sure you ordered 20 bags? Yes, I'm sure, honey. Send them, send them to mama. All right, welcome, everyone. Fun show for you today. Let's see what we're going to talk about. I got some videos for you that are interesting um, that I found a little bit different, a little bit spicy in a different way. We'll see how you take to them. Here are the topics. So there's a woman who goes on this, I guess it's kind of like a blind date. You'll see the format. She's like in a circle and there's a whole bunch of guys around her and it's all through texting. You'll see it. And she rejects all 20 guys. She is like, what? I didn't know I was this picky. (gasps) Wait till you see the categories of things she asks them. And then you see guys leaving one by one. It's fascinating. In fact, I had to show the whole video because I was just like, this is too good. So we're going to talk about that. Then we also have a woman who vocalizes she doesn't need a man for anything. Nothing. Zero. And in fact, she feels very comfortable putting that out there and doesn't think that's somehow going to repel men. Just coming out right out of the gate. I don't need you, but mm, honey strategize differently just saying and uh we're also going to talk about a panel i found a fascinating panel of women modern feminists leftists to the core you know that's my uh that's like an appetizer for me you know just okay so i found them and they're they're digging into conservatism they're digging into conservative values they're digging into traditional gender roles Oh, it's delicious. It's fantastic. You just thank me later. You'll see you're going to like it. And our matrix topic for the day, I think we're going to do at least one matrix topic because I need you plugged in to how these people are trying to take your freedom, your sanity, your livelihood. I don't know if you saw what was uncovered at the Twitter files yesterday. Last night, I actually had a different topic I was subbing in today about Bill Gates. We'll get to that one on Monday. Don't you worry. And I see that Elon Musk is at it again. And apparently a whole bunch of people on Twitter were blacklisted in the last two years and he exposes it all. It's fantastic. Sunlight is a fantastic disinfectant. You know, you got to disinfect that matrix. It's dirty as all hell. You know it. All right. So thank you for being here, everyone. I'm ready for the weekend. I know you are. But first, we got a party together. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. First video. Let's play this one. I'm going to stop and go throughout this one because it's It's really interesting. I think it's going to be oddly hypnotizing for you. You let me know afterward. And the chat, by the way, is open. Malik is here today. He's going to be in the chat. Super chats will get read. Remember, if you like something, you don't like something, you let me know. Soon, by the way, I'm going to be in the chat. Don't get too excited. Not today, but it's coming. Then you're going to say, I'm going to be reading all those chats. You just wait. Okay, let's do the video. Here we go. Today. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it's really not to continue this pattern of very, very bad men. Okay, so pause it just for a second. I just want to make sure you understand what's going on here. They stick her in the middle. They're setting her up with 20 potential dates. And she's going to go into different topics now. You see, she said that selfie of herself. And those two guys were like, "Mm mm-mm. You see her face? She was like, (gasps) nearly fainted. Guys would be so used to that, right? Guys would be like, oh, I guess, yeah, they don't like me. She was like, (gasps) you saw it. You caught it. Okay, so let's listen to her, some of her criteria. If you want to stay in the circle, you want to have a chance at the end, this is her criteria now that she's going to lay out. We're going to do it one by one. It's fascinating to see what women in the modern world prioritize. Trust me on this one. Let's play it. I love to dance, so I don't like it when I'm with somebody who's a total Debbie Downer or boring and just kind of stands there and doesn't want to dance. I drink a lot, she writes. Mm. 
She's waiting to see. Gotta dance. This guy's like, I'm out. I don't like to dance. All right. Okay, one. Not so bad. Sex. This is, this is too much. You ready? Someone open-minded but not a freak. So you shouldn't be into feet. But, you know, a little choking is a little fun. Choking, <laughs> honey, she said. <laughs> choking again. Okay. Gentle choking. <laughs> she had to specify. All the guys. Okay, wait a second. Pause this. <laughs> she asked about the choking. And all the guys are like, yeah, I'm good. Now, you might... I think this is a little bit interesting. Let's just pause here for a second. Why do you think she said that? Does she want to be hurt? No. She's telling you she's looking for a dominant. That's what she's saying when she says the choking. She's not actually trying to be in pain through the sexual experience. She's saying, I want a guy who's going to own that bedroom, who's going to be the dominant. I can be the submissive. That was her way of saying it. What I think is really interesting in that whole room of guys is that guys were all like, yeah, I'm down. Interesting, right? Not so surprising that guys would. I, I don't, that, none of that surprised me. Okay, now it gets, but, but pay attention right off the bat, okay? If you had, like, qualities to look for in a guy, right, as a female, you got qualities, I don't know that I would have right off the bat said, you have to be able to dance and you got to be able to choke. I don't know if those would have been my top two. Wait, it gets juicier. All right, Malik, I'm going to drive you crazy with this clip. Let's keep going. Physical I traits. I'm like tall because I'm pretty tall for an Asian girl, and when I put on my heels, I would like to still be shorter than Mama Ann. So they need to be, I think, at least 5'11". 5'11". I prefer like six feet tall. Six feet! Oh. Look. Watch this. Watch. One, six, one. Look. Look at this. Okay, this is important because this is something. Let's flip back to me for a sec, Malik. So, this is important because this is something women say all the time. And they say it like in a nonchalant way. Like, oh, yeah, he's got to be six feet. Like, it's just like everybody walking around is six feet tall as a man. That is not the majority of men. It's a very small percentage. I forget the percentage uh, of men that are six feet and up, but it's quite small. So you notice how off the cuff she just says that, and I will guarantee you she didn't anticipate that all, all of those guys were going to leave the circle. So women, be wary of that. Realize that you think you're putting something out there like, oh, all these guys have to make six figures. All these guys have to be six feet. And you think it's just like, oh, yeah, it's a whole bunch of guys going to check that box. There's a lot of guys that may be great matches for you, that may be really nice guys, that may you know have their shit together in many ways, that you're going to just be like, no thanks, just because they're not six feet tall. Is that smart? I would argue no. Okay, let's keep going. Let's see what the next bracket is from someone who claims she's not so picky. Okay, let's go. Family. I um, would not want to be with somebody who wants kids within seven years. I love kids. I've been an aunt since I was 10, so I'm like a natural around babies and kids. But I want to really just share a love with somebody that's so great and it's all about loving each other before we can, you know, bring somebody else in the world. I think you should be mentally stable as well, financially Seven stable. Seven years. You're going to be responsible for shaping their future. She wants future. to travel. It's kind of a big pressure because you could really fuck somebody up in the head if you're not there. And I take that really seriously. Okay, so I think one, you can keep playing. Yeah, he's out. First of all, let's just, can we just talk about this for a second? Seven years. That's very specific. Isn't, is it not odd? I, I was like, where did you pull seven from, honey? You just like mapped out. What, what, why seven of all? Why? I could see if she said, oh, for a few years. Again, though, 
what do we see there? You'll find out at the end of the video she's 26, I believe. So you're going to wait seven years. That's a long time. Again, we talk about this delay for women. Because now, for the modern woman, the 20s is about finding myself. Whatever that means. I guess that means somehow you find yourself hopping in and out of bed with people, traveling, going to the club. I don't know. Why is it that you couldn't find yourself, by the way, in the context of a committed relationship where you were building a family? I feel like I discover a new part of myself every day when I'm with my child. In fact, I would argue that I discover many more layers of myself now that I have a husband and a child than I ever discovered on my own just looking around like these, oh, yeah, self-discovery. It's a talking point. It's a talking point. And women have absorbed that. So now they feel like somehow it's encroaching on their self-discovery and their freedom if they were to prioritize you know, husband, family, child in their 20s. They're just not ready. How could they possibly be ready? It's the infantilization of the woman as well. We're going to get to that in another clip at the end. So interesting, seven years, and one guy's like, no thanks. Why would you, by the way, want to give up? If you know you want, again, you know you want a family. You know you want a kid. Why are you giving up those years when you're, you know, young, you're fertile, you're, you're, if you're guaranteeing that you're going to get that kid much more, you have that kid in your 20s, then you're a female and you wait until your 30s, right? It just gets harder. Not everybody's going to be lucky. Some people get lucky. They could pop out a baby at 45 like that. I'm not saying no, but let's talk about the norm. Let's talk about if you want to give yourself the greatest chance to have that vision. But no, nope. This is about me. The 20s, they're about me. Okay. Ask a lot of women, by the way, to look back on their 20s, and I guarantee you're going to hear a lot of, oh, I was such a wreck. I was such a mess. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I don't know. I dated this one and it was just horrible. Oh, it's just kind of like a, I don't know, a whirlwind. Why? Because you set it up that way, doll. You set it up that way because you thought that whirlwind was going to be a symbol of female empowerment. And in fact, you were miserable a lot of the time. So maybe give future generations of women different advice. When you know better, do better. When you know better, give better advice to other people. Just saying. Okay, let's keep playing. Next topic. The deal. You know what? Breaker. I have a younger brother, and anybody younger than me, I just automatically think of my brother, so. <laughs> Can't be younger. Like, they could be the hottest person in the room, and if they tell me they're even a month younger than me, I'm just like, oh, I just see my brother, and it's like, oh, would not date my brother. She's 26 in July. Watch. <laughs> I'm going to die alone, she writes. Maybe with this, with this list, honey. She says goodbye to everyone. <laughs> and they're all out. Okay, just pause that for a second. And then we need to listen to her closing comments, which is really the coup de grace in all this. Did you hear what she said, though? You listening at home? She said if you're even a month younger, a month, that, no, mm -mm, can't do it. I mean, are the standards perhaps just a tad rigid? Just think about it. Why would you want to, you got four guys there. One of those guys could be, you know, amazing, but they're a month younger than you and you just, no, you've got your parameters. End of story. Can you imagine the crazy that goes on here. And then women will wonder, well, five, fast forward five years, why am I so alone? I can't imagine I was so reasonable. I was asking for the most basic of things. The most basic of things, gotta be six feet, can't be even a month younger, gotta be older. You gotta be you know, into the choking. <laughs> Don't forget the choking that she said. You gotta love to dance. You gotta, I mean, it's, it's not easy for someone to fit everything. And if you're not going to be flexible, maybe they've got three out of four and you're like, nope, I need four out of four. That's going to be ultimately a problem for, not for the guys, for you, for you. And maybe for the guys too, truthfully, because if they're having to deal with women that are this picky all the time, then everybody winds up alone. How does this help? I would ask her too, honey, are you perfect? Are you so perfect? Really? You think you walk into a room and got, you check every box for the guys? You don't. You don't. Maybe it's just that some of those guys that were like, yeah, I'd like to give her a shot, were willing to overlook some things that maybe weren't ideal. Maybe they felt you were a little tall, but they were like, whatever. 
Just saying. Self-reflect, honey. Just a tad. Okay, let's look at the end of that. Now she's going to tell you why, despite being alone in this, she did the right thing. Wait for it. Okay, Malik. We're good. That was rude. Oh, wait. He says, you missed that. He says, you're going to be single for a while, that guy. <laughs> he shouts it out. Okay, keep going. Sorry. How many guys did you think would be left? I thought there would be maybe four guys left, <laughs> but there were none. So today I learned that uh, my criteria is <laughs> not, I guess, easy as I thought it was, but I'm okay with that because I don't, like these are values and things that I don't want to bend and change right now, so. I used to really beat myself up in my past relationships after they ended because okay. I felt like I wasn't good All enough. Right. That's good enough. We've, we've seen what we need to see, everyone. Am I correct? Okay. That guy, by the way, I know we, I was, we were kind of transitioning just as he said that, but you see a guy get up out of the circle and he's like, you're going to be single for a while. And she's like, oh, that was so rude. The guy was like, honey, is there any anything else? You know, should all the blondes get up? Should everyone with brown eyes get up? If I've got a toe that's a little bent one way or the other, am I out of the circle? I mean, it was getting to be ridiculous. But women don't see it that way because women are told in the modern age, be picky. Be picky. They have to work hard for you. You're the prize no matter what. You got to set what you want and you don't bend, girl. You go, girl. All that nonsense. And, and now... They're all alone because they got all these specifications. Notice how at the end she says that she thought there would be four guys left. Delusional. Delusional. All, how many guys did you think were going to fit all these descriptions, doll? Now, the, the, the point here that's really important out of all this, and the reason I really showed it, first of all, it's entertaining. You have to admit in the chat. Secondly, she's okay with this, she says, because she wants to just hold to her standards. And she was told to do that probably by some feminist that, you know, coached her. We all had one. I did. Believe me. She's 25 years old. So right now she's like, sure, I'm fine. I'm going to stick to what I want. If you stick to that model and you're riding through 28, 29, 30, 32, you're going to look back at 33, 34, and you're going to be like, hmm, Maybe I shouldn't have weeded out everybody who wasn't six feet and up. Maybe a couple of guys in there might have been a year younger than me and would have been a great prize. Maybe, hmm, I mean, you're going to start to reevaluate your rigidity. And the problem is that by the time you reevaluate it, you're going to have decreased your value because the reality is that men, the reason men are so drawn toward young women is because if they want a family, and they want all of those things. They're looking at it and saying, well, fertility is what it is. You know, the cycle is what it is. Granted, women are having babies later, but there's also a fertility crisis in this country as well. Not just in this country, in this world, but there's a fertility crisis happening. So people are more attuned to that. And they're saying, well, if I want a family, blah, blah, blah. It's just there's a lot more flexibility in that process when you have someone beside you who is younger. There's just more of a time window. Let's just be realistic, right? Okay. So... Bottom line is these women don't know they're picky and they don't oftentimes know they're picky until it's too late. And that pickiness, that stubbornness hits them like a ton of bricks in their 30s and they realize that they spent a lot of their 20s being so picky that they were alone and now they're alone at 33 and it's much harder to be alone at 33 than it is at 23 because at 33 you're ready for that family. And guess what, honey? The family's not going to just show up like this because you decide one day that you want it to be there. It doesn't work like that. So think about these things. Think about, you know, your requirements for a man and how specific and how rigid they are at 25, not at 35, when you've let that window pass. Just saying. Okay. Now we have a woman on the daily wrap-up. I don't know if you've seen this. By the way, yes, click that like button. Click that subscribe button. I'm going to get to the chat after this one. So if we have super chats, uh, please get on in there. Ask some questions. I would love to hear from you. Hit that subscribe, hit that like. You know you're in here hanging out, so you gotta give show a little love, you know? Just a little bit of love. Okay. Daily wrap up. I was not aware of this show. This is fantastic. This one little clip. So Malik, we're gonna go to number two. It's at 337, and we'll just play that through until I stop it. I would move when it comes to like a guy. It's like 
if I choose to vibe with you, you top tier. The competition will then be to keep me. That's what it is. Like, to get me, you lucky. But to keep me, that's the competition right there. To get you, he's a man is lucky? Yeah, because I would rather be by myself. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I'm dead serious. Like I I'd rather, I'd rather be alone. Like I, I don't need a man to do anything. That don't sound like something yeah. worth competing for. I ain't gonna hold you. Chill, like, chill. It's not even. It's not chill. even like that. It's not even like that. I'm just saying. Like your words are powerful. So you're already leading off with saying I don't, that. So why why do you think that somebody would want to be with somebody that don't need them? Like, okay, no. let's pause it there. So just think about that for a second. We're good on that clip. Think about that dynamic. This woman somehow thinks it's going to be appealing to men to lead with the following. Here's what she said. A man is lucky to have me. You're so lucky to have me. I'm on a pedestal. This is like I'm the queen, you know, bow down. Also, I don't need a man to do anything, she said. I don't need a man to do anything. And she said, I'd rather be alone. I'd rather be by myself. Why is that going to be attractive to a guy? Guy's going to be sitting there looking at that and say, if I were a smart guy, I would keep walking right on past her because you got to say to yourself, well, she's not going to value me. Right now, from the get-go, she's being like, well, if you left tomorrow, I, I wouldn't be missing anything. I don't really need you. That's a horrible attitude for a female to have, but it's also an attitude that's exemplary of the modern woman, right? I could just go to a sperm bank. I don't need you. You hear that line all the time. I don't need a man. I make my own money. So you're here and you're like an ornament and that's great. But if you leave tomorrow, I'll be just fine. That is not attractive. That is not appealing. And what guy is going to want to enter a relationship where they're already going in feeling like, well, she's already telling me that I'm kind of like extra, but not really necessary. No, guys want to be there because they want to bring something to the table and they want you to appreciate what they bring to the table. They want someone who's going to appreciate them. If they're working hard all day and they want to provide for you, they want to buy you nice things, they want to, you know, put a roof over your head, they want to build a family with you, they don't need you sitting there saying, well, I don't need a man. I could have done this all without you. Don't get your ego all, you know, rattled. I could have done this without you. Well, honey, you know what? If you could do it without them and you're going to throw it in their face all day, then they should just leave you to do it without them. Do it yourself then. Do it yourself. The reality is that these women aren't willing to acknowledge that they want a man next to them. They want a man by their side because they may be capable of making their own money and they may be capable of paying their own bills, but they can't do everything that a man can do because they're not a man. So I would love to know. I mean, maybe she's armed. Maybe she's got an AR-15. I don't know. But a burglar comes to her house starts banging on the door, you'd be so, she'd be real fast thinking about how she wishes a guy was in that house with her. Don't lie. You know it's true. What is she going to put on the boxing gloves and get ready right at the door? Come on. Let's be realistic. Okay? You want, men, men are different from women. Men and women complement each other. Smart people who are willing to give and take understand that. So I would just love to know, why not just come out out of the gate and say, you want to be single, don't bother me, end of story. Why, why bother trying to get into a relationship if you're already demeaning somebody's value from the get-go? If you're already saying, men, I don't need you, why are they there? What sane guy would walk into that equation and want to get with you in any capacity if you're reminding them on day one that, that you don't need them? Ridiculous. Ridiculous strategy. I don't care how good-looking you are. I don't care about any of that. I don't care. You're telling me you think you're a prize. You're telling me by having that attitude that you're not. That you're not. Also deeply insecure. Just putting that out there. Okay. So we're going to check in with the chat. Do we have chats? Okay, cool. Let's get it. We got a few. We got one from New Phone Who This. $5. Jed, have you watched a Chris Williamson podcast about the psychological impact of hormonal birth control? I'd like to hear your your review. I haven't watched it, but I would love to because that's a topic near and dear to my heart, as you saw with Rolo. I will check that out. I'm going to make a note of that. Thank you. All right. We got another one from Miguel Nino, $5. This is why most women want to get divorced. Having all this delusional ideas, even when you have fidelity, a good father and provider, not realistic. That's right. That's right. And remember that when it comes to divorce, that's twisted a lot because women are taught. I know I was told by I had feminist teachers. I had, I had the whole nine yards. I remember getting told, you've got to take care of yourself. 
because you've got to protect yourself in case you're left by a man. That was drilled into my head a number of times over the years. And we know that the reality statistically is that men actually wind up being the ones who get left more than women. So why that narrative? Why? Well, of course, because you had to, the only way that you would get women to feel like they needed to do that grind and they needed to like work like a man in corporate America, even if it made them unhappy, is you had to sell them on the line that if they didn't do that, they weren't going to protect themselves and that they ultimately needed that protection from men who they couldn't trust. Just put the pieces together and realize, look back at the last 30 years and you're going to see a lot come together. And be willing to reflect about your own life, by the way, because I guarantee you, even if you consider yourself that you remove from this stuff, it touched you too. Trust me. It touched me for sure. All right. And one last one from Cabral Juan, $5. Jed, I personally want to be married, but I do not want kids. Assuming I find a woman who wants the same as me, how should the gender roles be? You should. St- well, if you don't want kids, that doesn't change your gender roles, right? You're still a man and she's still a woman and you guys are different. And I support, you know, traditional roles. I think men should act like men. And I think as a man, you should be able to provide and protect. And uh, I think as a woman, there's a lot of ways to nurture, even if you don't have children. You know, that nurturing side comes into play in the dynamics of a marriage as well. Um, That softness comes into play in the dynamics of a marriage. So I still believe that in traditional gender roles. And I believe that truly most couples kind of fall into that. When they're not heavily programmed, they do fall into that on their own. The problem is that you have women now being told, no, 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 even if you fall into that feminine role, that's bad. Don't do that. You're wrecking yourself. That guy's going to take advantage of you. I mean, it's just so much going on. That's just, you just want to just, sometimes the migraine sets in. Okay. So I found this podcast. We're going to come back to the chat after this podcast. This, this is a deeply satisfying podcast for me to find because it, it blends the worlds of politics and traditional gender roles. Um, it, it's quite beautiful. A discovery. little nugget, shall we call it. It's called the Hysteria Podcast. <laughs> Aptly named, as you will come to discover. And essentially, this episode is, it's for women, modern women, uber-liberal, uber-liberal. And they are reacting to a conservator magazine. I don't know if you know that. Conservator magazine is essentially a conservative publication for young women Um, I don't read it, but I do know of it. And it's a publication that's trying to rival, you know, mainstream media talking points. It's trying to be the conservative vogue for women so they can look and they can read about politics or fashion or whatever it may be without that modern feminist, hard left lens, woke stuff. None of that's in there. So, of course, even though these women have all of media right at their feet, right? All of media is liberal and just seething, like it's oozing wokeness they have to go after the one publication that isn't because it bothers them that heaven forbid that publication might convince other women or that publication might empower women to feel differently than what the norm is the broken stinky wretched norm okay so we're going to go through this and you what i want you to see here is how these leftist talking points operate and what they really want for you and your family, and what they really want to happen when it comes to gender roles, because there's also a deep distaste for the idea of motherhood in here. That's right, I said it. Okay, let's go to 1319. We're gonna go clip by clip on this one. I'm gonna try to stay in line. Can't make any promises. Just listen carefully. Let's play it. We're not having children in their 20s is not like out of selfishness. You know what I mean? Like. I feel as though maybe they're a little bit more emotionally mature than their parents were. And they realize maybe when you're in your 20s, in many cases, you're not at your greatest capacity to parent. Without question. If I were to look back to my 20s, oh my God, no, 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 no. If I had had a child in my 20s, I would have been playing house. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I would have been ready for it. I would have just been like, pretend like playing at it you know it's not like i was a wreck in my t- i was a wreck for a long time it's <laughs> also so money house now yeah it's, <laughs> it's like it's also so money related you know right. it's expensive i mean it's very expensive to have children it's okay. very expensive Let's to do pause that. it here <sighs> so those are the faces of when i i titled this episode you know something about these modern women this is what i'm talking about it just reeks of 
modern feminism, modern leftism in every capacity when you hear what they say. So right off the bat, we have a problem here because what they're talking about, they're talking about 25-year-olds like they're 14. A 25-year-old is a grown-ass person. I do not want, if you're in the chat and you're in your 20s, I don't care if you're a man, you're a woman, you're an adult, okay? Do not let the modern left infantilize you where you think, oh, I need to be on my parents' health insurance until I'm 26 or what am I going to do? No, no, none of that. You grow up. You get your you-know-what together. You are perfectly capable as a 20-something adult of getting married, of having a family, of being financially stable. You are able to do all of those things. You are able to pay your bills. This idea of the like 20-year-old that's just like wandering around as like a wreck in the club, it's like an elongated college experience and it's nauseating because liberals don't want you to grow up. Because growing up means personal responsibility. Growing up means that you don't need your mommy and daddy, your real mommy and daddy, and you also don't need mommy and daddy government. And that's deeply concerning to them. Terrifying, in fact. So they constantly preach about this, and this is the message that young women get. Oh, I'm 25. I could never. I'm such a mess. Oh, my God. Do you, can I have another Cosmo? Oh, I don't know. Like, I just, I need to just, like, do me. I need to, like, figure myself out. I can't. I couldn't date somebody seriously. At first, I need to take care of me. And then how can I worry about somebody else when I can't even take care of myself? Yeah, honey, that's you're 25 years old. You're 25 years old. Stop talking like you're 16 just because society benefits from the babyfication of, of adults. Nauseating. So right then and there, I'm like, grow up, honey. If you were a wreck in your 20s, that's your problem. That's That's not... That's not something we should be advertising as the new norm. Oh, be a wreck in your 20s. It's totally fine. Wait till you're 30-something to have kids. You'll be so much better off. Maybe you can hop in and out of bed with a bunch of people, too, and you can wear a female empowerment T-shirt to show it off. Lame. Don't do that. Okay. Let's go to 1552. Um, This is a little political, but it's important funny that there's a conservative magazine that's like why aren't you getting married and having kids in your 20s anyway we're not going to support subsidized child care health care support universal health care mandatory mandatory maternity leave if all of those things existed i think that there are a lot of people who would still be like you know what don't want kids right now i'm good thanks but there's still there also would be a lot of people that were like oh this is an option for me now yeah it's an option okay so did you hear that though did you hear what she said this is the fundamental difference between conservatives and liberals because i would like to remind her that the government is not your mom and dad the government is not there to provide for you and your decision making so you decide you want to have a kid oh i need to decide Do I want to have a kid? Well, it depends on how much the government's going to do for me. I don't know if I can do it on my own. That doesn't work for for free-thinking citizens out there. No. No. You're a grown adult. You know what conservatives believe is that support structure? It's called family. So you want the government to step in and subsidize child care and universal health care and mandatory maternity leave that I guess is, you know, I guess they want a top-down government mandate because you know the left loves their mandates. We saw that these last two years. And what I instead want is for people to make decisions for themselves, for them to be personally responsible for the decisions they make, and to have a family unit. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles that are a support system that you can lean on. Do you see the difference? I love this parroting. The government. The government. The government is a bunch of people, by the way. It's just a bunch of bureaucrats who inefficiently spend your hard-earned cash. End of story. Okay. Society doesn't owe you something, honey, because you decide to have a child. You don't, you're not entitled to somebody else's money. You're not entitled to the government, mommy. And, oh, go, don't, you had a baby? Okay. What do you want them to send in? Fauci? Maybe Fauci can rock that little bit. You're the mom. Figure it out. Figure it out the way people did for years and years and years and years. Okay. Let's go to 1720. This is about monogamy. Fascinating. Let's see. If 
your lifestyle, your, the, the royal you, if your lifestyle of young marriage, monogamous, child producing, you know, whatever is so great, then why is it so fragile? Why is it so threatened by the existence of other lifestyles? As like an as, as that people can see as an option, like monogamy. Like I'm monogamous. Okay. Alyssa, I think we're, so. She's we're, oh. saying, oh, if monogamy is so cool, she's speaking to the conservatives. If monogamy is so cool, and the nuclear family and all of that stuff you're talking about, and having kids younger and having that family unit younger, if that's so great, then why are you so threatened by all of these talking points about the modern woman and the delay? Why is it bothering you? <laughs> Well, the reason that it's a problem is because it's saturated everywhere. You're bothered by this one magazine, honey, this one conservative magazine. So all people like me are saying is turn on your television, watch a movie, turn on your television, open any magazine, 9.9 out of 10 magazines, it, embrace any media, watch a Hollywood award show, Watch a, a talk show, watch network television, watch most of cable news, and you are getting one message. You are getting one message. You know, things like obesity are glorified. You know, uh, promiscuity is glorified. Birth control pills are empowering for women. You know, promiscuity is empowering for women. It's a man's world. You need to act like a man. Be a man in a man's world. You can do it, honey. That message is everywhere. That's why it's, it's saturated through society because you can't go anywhere. You can't even go to a sports game anymore and not have it be leftist, woke, political stuff in your face. So that's why it's a problem because you have brainwashing at every level of the matrix machine. That's why. What I would ask her is why it is a problem for you to see one conservative public publication that presents a different view? Why? Ask yourself that, doll. Okay. Now she goes into the mocking. Let's go to 2117. And there's one where it was like, because, because conservatives are about giving back to your community and it's about a selfless style of living. Do you see no. that? Yeah. There's like a, there is, oh I God. read that somewhere. I think it's at the top. That, was the, that was the sentence that I was like, I, I love the idea of like, uh, what, what did you say? Like, uh, it's like not facts, vibes, it's but vibes. that was so, in, it's, it's vibes. It's like this, it's so in, it, it, to me, I read it and I was like, what an exercise in language. So these people, I mean? this is, like, this yeah. is what I call the brain deads. This is a group, this is really beyond brain dead. So that's actually true. Conservatives do give substantially more into the community. And the reason for that is that conservatives don't, don't support big government programs. So they attribute, oh, you care about your community. If you want to give more of your tax dollars to the government, if you want to support more government-funded schools, if you want to support more stuff the government's been doing wrong for years. And conservatives are saying, no, actually, I make a good amount of money, and I'm going to donate my money to organizations that aren't wrought uh, with fraud and waste and abuse. I'm going to give it to a charity. I'm going to give it to places where I know that that money's going to be well spent. So they can't even understand the, the concept of charity because everything is government-centric. If you don't support the government coming and taking more of your hard-earned cash, then you must be a bad person. So it's just ridiculous. And they don't even know the stats on this stuff in terms of contributions to charity and whatnot because they don't pay any attention to it because they don't care. Because if you don't support the matrix machine, and big government is, is an integral part of the matrix machine, by the way, then to them, you're not charitable. What a bunch of nonsense. Conservatives are the one, by the way, that are advocating. You have kids out there, school choice, your ability to, to make these decisions for yourself, your freedom. These people are the people that we're battling every day. I just can't. Okay, so this is, um, this is an interesting one I want to pull. This is the last one for this section. Uh, actually, no, it's not the last one, but this is an important one. The, the idea comes up about being selfless. And she takes issue with the implication that uh, staying at home with kids is a selfless act. You know, some people say, oh, you know, it's selfish to postpone that. And, you know, staying at home, being a stay-at-home mom is a selfless act. Some people will make that argument. She takes issue with that. And she takes issue with the word selfless. Listen to her description of she's a mom. 
She's a mom. Keep that in mind. She has a baby. I don't know. I think she has one, potentially more. Just I, listen to how she talks about motherhood. Let's play it. Loaded term here because selfless, that you, you have no hobby. Like, what do you mean? No self, no hobbies, no interests, no dreams, no hopes. Like, do they expect women to just sort of become vessels for care for their family and, and nothing else? It's just, it's so dark. Yes, they're building the fantasy that actually women would be happier if they didn't have responsibilities. Yeah, which, uh, or they didn't have responsibilities that were assigned economic value. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's um, also, it's- so this is like cringeworthy stuff, deeply cringeworthy. Did you hear what she said? She's talking about how, like, don't women have dreams and hopes? It never occurs to her that for some women, those dreams and hopes are to have that husband, to get married, to have that child, to have that family, that that child is your dream, is your primary dream. That's not to say you can't have an interest on the side or doing this, but that that is the crux of what you want your life to be about because it's that special. She can't grasp that. She cannot fathom it. And the way she speaks about, do, she says, do they expect women to become vessels of care for their family? Like it's servitude, like it's a dark thing, as opposed to it being a beautiful thing that a woman would take care of the home, that a woman would want to prioritize raising a child, that a woman would want to, you know, cook a meal that's beautiful for her family. Or why is this bad? Why does it bother you so much, I would ask this modern feminist, that a woman would be really happy prioritizing home and family? Why? Why? Why doesn't it occur to you that that could be her dream and her goal? And that could be something that makes her really happy. And it's also like the glorification. We're going to talk about um, this in the next clip. There's this glorification of work for women. Like suddenly now, Sitting at a desk is the prize for 12 hours. The grind is the prize. We'll get into that in a second because this is massive, massive manipulation that happens when it comes to women and how they think and how they talk and how they see the world. Let's go to um, 3117 where she talks about the suburbs as being just dreadful. Let's listen isolating like no wonder these women don't want to have children it's like because hey guess what do you want to be isolated like away from your friends like alone with no one to talk to but a toddler all day while you know you're not getting any markers of external respect because we value you know corporate success in this country more than xyz like it's not a good prospect the way they've set it set up the system my daughter has been sick this week she's got the thing that all the kids have where she's just but she's she's been sick and it's like there's no leaving the house there's no there's no like going out visiting people like there's no there's no there's no like watching tv really like i i have to just like hold her all the time until she takes a nap and then i put her down and then i wait until she wakes up and then i make sure she's okay and hold her until she takes another nap it is exhausting like Little snuffles okay I know. can we pause this for a second i have to say as a mom i i could i could vomit listening to her honestly as someone who when my child is sick there's no other place that i want to be but i want to be holding him and i want to make sure he's okay and i couldn't even fathom the idea of like, what's on television? I'm missing a television show. He is my number one. What, what a bizarre way to look at motherhood. Like that child is somehow in your way. That child is in the way of your day, your TV. She's like, well, my daughter was sick and I, I can't watch television and I, I can't go out. And I really, all I can do is just hold her. And there's like a disdain. Are you kidding me right now? This is how modern women, this is how modern feminists are now talking about being a parent. Cringe. The idea that they think it's so horrifying to be in the suburbs, heaven forbid, with a toddler all day. Because as she said, you won't have a marker of external respect. Honey, I don't need a marker of external respect. I don't know why you need that in your day. 
I can find markers of respect in my own home and my own interactions with my family. I don't need that to come from corporate America. Maybe you do. Speak for yourself. But do you see this game? They are demonizing everything about being a mom, being an old school mom. They, they can't stomach that woman who's happy to move out into the quiet suburbs. I have to tell you, it sounds beautiful to me. It sounds wonderful. You're out in the suburbs. You see a whole bunch of greenery. You get to take your kid out. You know, you're enjoying your time with your, your child and your family. You put some music on. You got a, a meal cooking in the kitchen. You got a lot of family time. You have a lot of peace in your day. You've got a lot of nature in your day. You got a lot of sunshine in your day. Maybe it snows outside. You bundle that little kid up and you go outside and you have some fun. Oh, what a dreadful existence. No, honey, it's better. It's way nicer, right, to be sitting in a cubicle all day long with fluorescent lights, doing the grind, in and out of meetings, trying to figure out how to put money on the table and food on the table. That sounds way more fun. Give me a break. Give me a break. Stop glorifying the work experience. And I know, listen, I give people credit who do that. I know it's hard. But stop trying to get women to think that somehow they're really missing out when they're not in that office for 12 hours a day doing the grind. And stop getting them to think or to feel like somehow what they're doing at home is less than or it's not getting them to think hard enough. Ridiculous. This is the demonization of the housewife, of the, the stay-at-home mom, and they do it all the time. I sense a real distaste from her about motherhood. I cannot fathom a world in which I would speak that way about my sick child. My kid like stumbles and, and, and scrapes his knee and I'm, I'm like, I'm mom for the right. Like I, I'm all kissing the boo-boo. You know what I mean? Come on. I cannot. Don't have children if you're going to look at your child as someone who's in the way of the rest of your life. You're not cut out for it if that's the case. This is d- disgusting to see. Truly. Okay. And then we have two more at the end of this. And then I want to get to the matrix coming for you. Um, after this, we're going to check in with the chat, Malik. You have a lot. Do you have a lot? Yeah, we got a few. Okay, let's do that now, actually. And then we'll come back. Chad, I want you heard. All right. We got um, we got $2 from Omega Ritsetu. Let me sabotage myself and wonder why I failed. That's right. I was talking about the woman who's talking to the uh, 20 guys. Then... um. Got one from Brandon M. I'd encourage you to create a fake male Bumble profile and locate yourself in various cities and see the paragraphs of disqualifiers most women have. Oh, that would be fascinating. That's actually a very good idea. And then we could show it on the show. <laughs> I love it. Good. All right. We got uh, another one from Omega Resetsu. $5. You have to understand that to the authoritarian left, government is God. The high priest to their God are the politicians. It's a pseudo-religion. Oh, it is a religion. It is a religion to the left, 100%. Um, government is their God. And now we're learning Big Pharma is as well because Big Pharma often holds hands with big government. So, oh yeah, big time. All right, I got Omega Resetsu. Again, uh, vapid narcissists don't need kids, SMH. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, then from Blue Pill Unplugged, ten dollars. Women are very social. The social networks that are built due to children bring women a great deal of fulfillment. Feminism is successfully convincing women that it is a bad thing. Cue antidepressants. That's right. And then that's it. So okay. What's what's fascinating to me? Thank you for the comments in the chat. Great comments. Um, questions are welcome as well. If you have questions, always just feel free to vent. As I say. What's interesting to me about that woman that we talked about before, the one that stands out, is now she's the one talking about like, oh, my baby's sick. I have to like hold her and like, you know, caress her. <laughs> you could just throw up, right? I mean, is it just me? Um, interesting. Now she's going to share that she even has part-time help. And she's that, dare I say, bitter about her predicament. Let's play it. We're going to go to 3311. I mean, we we do we do have help, but it's like it most 
places. Uh, it's it's not full time. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> not. I love the way I'm like. I love the we do. No, no, no. I know. I'm saying. I'm saying we have help, and it's still it's, a nightmare. It's not. Well, no. <laughs> it's it's like it's it is part time, and and it was uh, designed around our schedules when um when Josh and I were both working from home. So it was like easier to swap in. Okay. People so she care. she's talking like this. And she's got part-time help. And did you see how she said, it's not full-time? Honey, the full-time help is supposed to be you. It's called mom. Okay? Someone is not supposed to slide in and do your entire job of parenting. It sounds to me like this is a person. And I don't mean to just pick on her because I think this is a trend. These modern women are now told that they need to be career-focused. Right? You need to be. It's career that's it. That's how you that's how you fulfill yourself as a modern woman. You're not going to be fulfilled at home. It's not intellectual enough. It's not stimulating enough. No, no, you need to be in corporate America. You need to do the the 12-hour grind just like your husband. You're as good as he is, right? If you're as good as he is, then you got to do the grind. You can do it better than he can. Yeah, girl power, right? Get out there and do it. And in the process what happens is the kid becomes in the way because you're only one person at the end of the day and that woman leaves that job exhausted and I would argue oftentimes miserable because they crave the work-life balance and now it's been taken from them and now because they've been told if they pull back they're going to be sending a message that they can't do what a man does and they have to compete with a man in a man's world because Gloria Steinem said so right they all got the memo they all got the t-shirt how could they wear it proudly if they don't live it so now that child is like, oh, it's in the way. That cooking, that dinner, that beautiful meal for the family, oh, that's in the way. Everything that really makes a house a home is in the way. And, that, and all that stuff gets outsourced. And you get disconnected from it. And when you get disconnected from it, by the way, as a woman, when you get disconnected from your child, you start to talk about your child the way she does, which is like, oh, she was sick and I like had to hold her and <laughs> cringe. But that is the goal, you understand, because those kids, by the way, that come out of families where you have disconnected parents and you have two working parents and a lot of stuff gets outsourced, those are the kids that more often than not will wind up with a problem because they're not getting enough attention from mom and dad. There's a lot of absentee parenting going on. There's a lot of outsourcing. There's, those are the kids that wind up watching the video games, watching too much cartoons, falling into the alcohol, falling into the drugs. Maybe they, you know, develop some issues and, you know, big pharma rolls in and now they're taking all sorts of medication at 12 years old for concentration or whatever it may be. And there's deeper problems going on that come from the breakdown of that family. And it looks, the family looks together. It's not breakdown as in a parent has left, but the family is not functioning like a family. It's functioning like a business. And that's not good for kids. Really, really weird, really weird ways that these modern women talk about their children. Bizarre. Um, okay. And finally, the last one I want to play from this before we get to what was exposed, which I don't know if you're following this, but you, you have to stay for this because you're going to see the people that were blacklisted on Twitter. Maybe you were one of them. Who knows? And we're going to talk about why they were blacklisted. So let's get to that last clip, 3415. And they, they can't fathom who would read this conservative magazine. Let's listen. Average reader is of the conservator. Do you think that women under 30 are actually reading this? Absolutely not. I think there's like a tiny pocket of like Southern sorority girls who think they're being contrarian <laughs> when actually they're being the most regressive physically possible. <laughs> Alyssa, how about you? What do you think? Uh, who do you think reads this magazine? I, I actually think it's uh, old white men who, who are like yearning for the good old days. <laughs> nice. So they're kind of jerking off to they're like yes <laughs> okay. this is what i'm talking so these women can't fathom that there are traditional women out there who value traditional values who believe that a man is a man and a woman is a woman and they're not trying to be the man in the house because they're the woman in the house they cannot fathom that that's a hell of a bubble you're in honey that is a hell of a bubble there are people all across the country that listen to this content and they vomited a little bit along with me honestly so and 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 
many of them may be successful in their own right. Maybe they have a part-time business. Maybe they have a full-time business. But still, what's going on in this podcast, this idea that you can't fathom a world that exists outside of your bubble. All this panel was missing was Joy Behar. I'm not going to lie. That's all it was missing. Couldn't you just slide her right into this with her? Honestly, could you see it? Because I could see it. I could 100% see it. Unbelievably ridiculous. The bubble that these people live in. That's like the, the media politics bubble that you're just like, Bleh. okay. Um, all right. So I want to get over to the matrix and then we'll do a close out in the chat. So a couple of things happened last night. This story broke last night. It's, it's Elon Musk is doing <laughs> angels work over there. And it's deeply important. I don't care if you like Elon. I don't care if you don't like him. I don't care if you like his products. That's not what matters here. What matters here is that he is exposing deep corruption on a very large social media site. And we all saw the last two years when we talk about the matrix and you saw the people, like I would say, that were banned on Twitter. I've seen messages about like Tristan Tate posted recently that he's back on Twitter. Andrew's back on Twitter. I know that. Um, I think Sneeko's back on Twitter. A lot of the men, by the way, in this space where we talk a lot about these issues are now talking about the matrix because they were the targets. They were targeted for disappearance, shall we say, in many ways, I'm sure. So Elon Musk, through Barry Weiss, who's a mainstream journalist, she's not conservative, releases these files. They're called the Twitter files. We did the first batch the other day. I'm going to read with you through the second batch. These are deeply important. And she says, a new Twitter files investigation reveals that teams of Twitter employees build blacklists, prevent disfavored tweets from trending, and actively limit the visibility of entire accounts or even trending topics all in secret without informing users. In other words, they don't like your politics, you can get blacklisted. They don't like your tweet, your tweet's visibility is limited to the point where no one sees it. I'm going to pull, this is number three from that. You can just scroll down to Malik if you want. Take, for example, Stanford Dr. J. I'm going to say this wrong, but you remember this doctor, J. I'm going to say it wrong, Bhattacharya, whatever. Okay, he was talking about COVID and he was talking about school closures particularly was his... Um, key point and mandates a bit. He argued that COVID lockdowns would harm children. Twitter secretly placed him on a trends blacklist, hmm, which prevented his tweets from trending. This is public information on Twitter that I'm reading right now. It's going to be everywhere. A trends blacklist. This is a doctor that was simply talking about health ramifications of these policies and challenging the status quo, which was coming from politicians and saying, hey, politicians, you don't realize this is going to impact kids in this way. Hmm. They had to make sure that his tweets weren't seen. Okay. Number five says Twitter sent the account of conservative activist Charlie Kirk to do not amplify. That means what it means, right? Do not amplify means they minimized him as much as possible. Twitter denied that it does such things. In 2018, Twitter's Vijaya Gad, head of legal policy and trust and the head of product said, we do not shadow ban. They added, and we certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. Well, guess what? They've just been shadow banning. It's been uncovered. So now they're a bunch of liars on top of it all. What many people call shadow banning, Twitter executives and employees call visibility filtering or VF. And multiple high-level sources confirmed its meaning to her. Think about visibility filtering as being a way for us to suppress what people see at different levels. It's information suppression, in short. It's a powerful tool. So essentially, what was going on here is that people at Twitter, my guess, well, we know, holding hands with, with big government at the time, my guess is also heavily holding hands with big pharma, had... These are acceptable talking points, and this is a threat to our narrative. So anybody saying these things, you got to shut them down. You can shut them down by shadow banning them, which means that their tweets just, it's like they're able to tweet, but nobody sees the stuff. Somehow, like, they're not getting the retweets. They're like, what's going on here? You can actually suspend them. There's a whole bunch of tactics that you can utilize to suppress those people. But it was an act of suppression of information that Twitter didn't like. That's freedom of speech suppression. Crazy stuff. Now, people suspected this was going on, but to have it confirmed now through Elon Musk and through these journalists that he has provided these files to is kind of crazy to actually see it come to life. Um, and number 11 on this says, we control visibility quite a lot. This is in quotes from the Twitter team. And we control the amplification of your content quite a bit. And normal people do not know how much we do it. A Twitter engineer told us. Two additional folks confirmed that. And let me see what else we got here. We actually wind up finding that 
There's a trends blacklist also. Remember that site, um, Libs of TikTok, that I used to reference here on the show? It's just a site that was really exposing, in their own words, people, you know, drag shows for kids and people who, you know, were talking about pedophilia and people who were saying, you know, crazy stuff about gender transitioning when it came to minors and medical institutions that were on board with surgeries in people that weren't yet of the age of 18. It was really just exposing people in their own words oftentimes from their own tiktoks and just saying here this is a person saying wasn't it wasn't manipulation of content well they got faced with some crazy like site integrity policy which was a level above the ticketing bottom line is there was active active suppression of certain viewpoints and elon musk to his credit has prided himself on a restoration of free speech in the space, which is why you see so many of the accounts popping up. But I would just ask you to really think about the implications of some of this and what we've lived in the last two years and how much of a service it would have done for all of us to have that variety there, to have, you know, someone come out and say something and have another doctor come out and say, well, that's not what my research says to have someone come out and say something with respect to gender transitions and have another person, another voice come out and say, well, that, that's not what my, my data is showing. To have that actual debate unfold where people could actually have a genuine conversation and receive a diversity of information, it would have made a huge difference. Now, it, it may have affected decisions that people made about their personal health. It may have affected decisions people made about their child's schooling. It may have affected policies and resistance to things like mandates. So it was all contrived, all contrived. And remember, we showed the stats the other day on how, what a vast difference there is in terms of all those people that work behind the scenes at Twitter, like the vast, 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 vast majority, like it's all leftists. So good on Elon for exposing this because this is, this is supposed to be, Twitter is supposed to be about discussion. And he's saying, well, it wasn't. And now it's going to be, and he's making some big changes. So, and, and, and keep in mind, when we talk about the matrix, just ask yourself this. If this was going on on Twitter, aren't you a little curious maybe what might have been going on at Facebook or other entities? It's just a question. It's just a question. Think about it. And think about what a huge service this man, one individual, by the way, people were saying on Twitter that Elon Musk has done more for freedom of speech and freedom than the entire Republican Party has done in the last 30 years. Probably more. 30 is being kind, truthfully. So the, give credit where it's due. And I don't care about his politics. I really don't. All I care about is that he cares about an actual forum for discussion. Very, very, very powerful stuff. There's going to be a third installment. We, I'm covering these as they come in because this is the core of the matrix. This is the core. This is why Andrew Tate was banned. Because they cannot handle dissent, and more than anything, the matrix cannot handle dissent that makes sense, and dissent that inspires, and dissent that has a following, and dissent that makes people think, and dissent that has the ability to convert a robot into a free-thinking person that says, ooh, hmm, maybe I need to reevaluate what's going on here because the enemy of the matrix is the free-thinking individual. Remember that. Your personal responsibility is what they fear. Your ability to make your own decisions is what they fear. Your desire to control your own life is what they fear. Okay. We're going to hit the chat, and then um, we're going to close out for today. All right. We got one from $50 from Charles Kaysen. Love what you're doing. I was deleted on the IG at 83000 for going against COVID. But going against the Matrix for 10 plus years, as well as feminism and the vegan agenda, would love to come on here with you for a talk. Contact me at Vegan World Wonder <laughs> on IG. By the way, the other article that I had saved for today was about Bill Gates and um, his um, fake cheese campaign. We're going to get into that on Monday. That's my Matrix story for Monday is uh, Bill Gates is always in on the stuff to, to decline people's health somehow. All right, we got one from KS for $5. Anybody can have a baby does not mean they can raise a baby. Yeah, that's interesting too. And my husband says that all the time, that there's a difference between having a child and raising a child. And it seems to me like a lot of people have children and they just want to like stick them in the corner of their life. And that's not what it means to raise children. Um, and raising children is deeply important um, in terms of shaping the child and improving society at large by bringing a a good person into this world. So that, that is 100% true. 
All right, we got one from Viet Gwen, $10. Women in the States are very picky. Just dish them and get international women, and they'll love you forever. People keep Arranged saying that. Arranged are successful. People keep saying that. Enough with the American women. <laughs> I love it. All right, got one from Michael Sosi. You should never have MTR, mediocre tutorial and reviews on podcasts. By the way, I love the show. Oh, now, th- now you guys are telling me who to have on and not. Look at that. Get feisty in the chat. From Black Wizard, Ados, five dollars. Imagine a child when they grow up. Uh, my mom is sick and she wants me to take care of her. I just want, I just want to watch my shows. Let's put her in the home. Yep, it flips at some point, right? That's exactly right. It flips at some point. Disgusting, really, to have that sense of like you lose all sense of family in the modern world too. Disgusting. All right, we got one from John Michael Union, five dollars. Thank God I quit on the left and became more conservative while becoming older. Watching modern feminists makes it so easy to be single. <laughs> it's true. Gosh, I feel bad for some of the guys navigating this chaos out there. <sighs> Thoughts and prayers for you all. Yeah, I got one from Zach, $7. Imagine thinking your kid, a literal copy of you, is a burden. Disturbing. Yep. Amen. Yeah, uh, Omega Resetsu again, $5. It seems a feminist ethos glows in the dark. Like someone thought, we need more taxable units of workers. After World War II, manipulation is a drug. That's tr- Manipulation is. That's true. Yeah, that was the last We're one. good? Yep. All right, everyone. Well, I want to thank you for... By the way, how do you feel about me getting in the chat? You're like, Jed, you're not tech savvy. Listen, I can do it. Have, have some faith in the host. I can get it on there. The only thing is, then if you're talking, you know, bad stuff about me, I'm going to see it. I may call you out. You never know. I want to thank you all for being with me today. Uh, do like a maybe a Italian food Friday. I don't know. I'm not feeling tacos today. Maybe that's because I ate all the beef jerky in the house already. I don't know. That could be it. Go get yourself some grass-fed beef jerky, y'all. It's yummy. I will see you back here next week. Um, and don't forget, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Before you go, hit that subscribe, hit that like, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for being here.